Hi, my name is Laura and I teach improv teachers. Today I want to talk to you about how I stay sane and confident in the what seems to be an everlasting pandemic. I mean, I know it's not. Uh, when you hear this, we might be over it by now. But then I still think the sharing of what keeps us balanced, what keeps us happy, what keeps us feeling like we got this is just a super useful thing for us. Especially if, like me, you work in the arts and basically you bring yourself everywhere you go. And that is why I'm sharing it with you today. Four of uh, like the techniques or the little things I developed to make sure that I feel sane and I feel confident. Uh, a little disclaimer about this is that I very much recognize that if today the foundation of your life is challenging, then, you know, all of these or some of these tips might seem annoying and privileged. Because, you know, if you have lost income, if you have lost a family member, if your health is challenging, if your financial situation is challenging, like, no podcast will solve that and I I see that and I what I hope is that the tips I share are useful uh, in times to make an okay life a more fun and happier life they serve as icing on what I hope is a good cake all right so four ways how I stay sane and confident in the last year. It's already a year. Uh, The first one is a big one. It is learning. And I was reminded again how uh, learning makes me feel balanced and it makes me feel like I got things under control. So I translate that by uh, taking courses and reading books. Taking courses, that's a lot of, uh, usually I go to festivals or I take classes like physically here in Amsterdam. But now that we can't, I discovered this world of online courses. And in my case, I really like taking um, self-paced video courses. I feel like that fits my life just really well, where I can decide when I follow the course or when I've had enough or when I really want to binge everything uh, and when I want to do something else. And I've taken courses on all kinds of topics, um, on marketing, on uh, relationships. Uh, I've taken one on online courses. That's very meta, an online course about online courses. But... I made one myself and I wanted to, you know, get the best possible result. So I learned how to make a a real good online course. And now by taking more online courses, I am also reflecting a lot of like, how does uh, learning work? How can I as a student really learn the best? And can I bring that again to my students? So it's been a really fun uh, process and I very much encourage you to, you know, go out there and there are courses where you can just, you know, take 
and one hour masterclass and you learn a bunch and others are like multiple weeks with exercises in between. It's all, yeah, if you're a little bit like me, that's a really fun thing to do. The other way how I'm learning is by reading books. Uh, I am a total sucker for nonfiction books. Uh, so these are again about topics that interest me, about uh, training online, uh, about French, because I'm uh, learning French. Um, I have a French husband, so that's very useful as well. Um, and I am warming up to fiction books as well. And I think the, where the non-fiction books build my confidence, the fiction books are a little bit more contributing to my sanity. Um, I discovered that by reading childhood books, I just feel more, I know, like a, a full human. And when my mother heard that, she dragged all my childhood books to my house. And that's been really good for me. I, I very much encourage you to, you know, find one book from your childhood and just read that. It's really nice also just before going to bed. It's a very nice way of winding down. Childhood books. Anyway, that was one. Now, number two. My tip for staying sane and confident would be uh, surround yourself with people who make you feel good. And this is often underestimated, I think, um, that the people you surround yourself with are of major influence of how you feel about yourself. So consider who the people in your life are that after you've spent time with them, you feel great about yourself and the people that do not have that effect, which doesn't mean that they are bad people. They, you know, it can be your mother-in-law who is a lovely person, but afterwards you just feel drained. And it's good to know that so that you, you know, balance that out with that one neighbor that is always super enthusiastic about what they're doing in their garden and you always feel enlightened after. So the moments that you meet people in these times are maybe not your usual ways, like Maybe you're meeting people in a Zoom call or in another type of video calling. You are talking to people in text messages. But also, let's not underestimate the people you follow on social media or even the people that are content creators. So think about blogs or podcasts or newsletters. These are all things that I do as well. And I always try to th reflect on you know, which newsletter makes me feel good when I read it? Which podcast, you know, encourages me to do better or to uh, feel better? And then listen to more of that. I think this is something that you now and then want to reconsider. Whoever gave you energy before might not give you energy today. Okay, enough about the people. Uh, let's go back to you for tip number three. And tip number three is do good. And doing good can be in many different ways. I, I heard a quote the other day that was very helpful for me to think about doing good. And that was someone whose life was falling apart. And 
then still kept contributing and doing good things for other people. And she said about that, I was basically addicted to doing good because it was the one thing that made her feel sane in challenging times. And I think this can be something that we can all consider to do more of, not only because it creates a better world, but because it makes us feel better. So think about, can you reach out to a friend in need? Like that's something that I've been thinking about. And who are the people that I uh, can reach out to and uh, be of help? The thing I did, for instance, with one of my friends is ask her, hey, you have a burnout and I want to be there for you. What is a way that is helpful? And we agreed on, I'm going to send her voice messages about what's happening in my life and she doesn't need to respond. And it's a super easy way for me to, let's say, do good. Uh, And it makes me feel good and like I'm contributing uh, and I'm helping her out in a way that is fitting with her current state. But there are much other, many other ways as well. So can you contribute in building better practices in your community or uh, in your company? Can you learn about privilege? What are the different ways that you can do good and which one thing feels very attainable, achievable and like something that would also give you a good feeling. And I think that also really builds your confidence because you're doing something for the world. Isn't that amazing? All right, my fourth tip is, oh no, I guess this fourth one is more of like, this is something that helped me and I'm very aware that it takes a little bit of work to do it. But if you can strive for it, it would really help you. And that is what helps me stay sane and stay confident is to do the work that I love. Doing the work that you love is a scary thing because, yeah, sometimes it also has financial consequences. But if you're able and daring to take that leap, it's can have a really great benefit to your life, at least in my case. So when the pandemic hit, I had to come back from a world tour. And believe me, that was work I was really enjoying. Traveling the world, teaching, performing. Oh my, that was really fun. And after that, I realized I can now try to take every workshop that is being offered to me or I can work on developing my own things and in my case it was a teacher's course but also later when that teacher's course was developed I kept looking for what are topics I really enjoy teaching about and can I offer that and see if people sign up for that instead of offering the thing that I think people want offering the thing that I really want to teach and then in weeks when I was having a harder time, that one topic, in my case, it was a workshop about happiness, was the most amazing topic I could be teaching about in a week where I felt like everything just sucked. So even though you might not be 
able yet to have a full-time job of only gigs you like. But can you think about your absolute favorite topic to teach? Or your absolute favorite type of work to do? And then try to make that happen. Try to have at least one part of your job be work that you absolutely love. Because you deserve that. You deserve to do work that you're very excited about. If it's not full-time, that is very normal. That is very common. That maybe this one workshop, this one thing that just lights you up. That could be fun. If you want me to help you find that topic, uh, and you're hearing this at the time that I release it, then you have still the opportunity to join me in my live Zoom sessions. Uh, They are described in uh, this podcast episode. But if you're hearing it later, that means you can also get the workbook. uh, There's a link to it in the notes of this podcast. uh, And it's a way to find a topic that excites you and that lights you up. And uh, I hope teaching it will help you feel sane and feel confident and otherwise you know take any of the other tips because you should feel sane and confident no matter what time all right those are four ways how i take care of myself in these challenging times i hope one of them was useful to you or maybe more of them if you like this podcast feel free to tell a friend That is usually how people discover podcasts. That's how I discover podcasts. So if you know someone that you think would benefit from uh, hearing me talk about anything, improv, teaching, and being happy, then uh, forward them. I would be so grateful. Thanks for listening. I hope to see you again next week.